Welcome everybody. Uh, if you're new here especially, uh, welcome and I hopefully I'll have a chance to meet you afterwards. And so thank you Dave for sharing your story. Um, your story of your journey coming to Christ. And, uh, the resurrection account in the Bible is a lot about people coming to the tomb. Different people and different circumstances in life and, and what they saw changed them drastically. I'd like to read an account from Matthew 28 of the resurrection. If I can invite you to do something, um, try to enter into this as if you'd never heard the story before. If, if the last recollection you had of Jesus was he was dead, try to enter into it. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat upon him. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and they became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. For he's risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came up and took hold of the feet and worshipped him. Then he said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There you will see me. What an amazing, amazing account. I read some headlines recently. Here they are. One headline said, A homeless woman's shelter in Nebraska called Fresh Start. The Chicago Cubs are getting a fresh start. Praise God for that. Bankruptcy software called Fresh Start. A drug and alcohol rehab center opened called Fresh Start. Now, you ladies might know this. Trisemi offers a dry shampoo product with Fresh Start collection. The IRS, rather not talk about them, but they have a Fresh Start initiative to help people pay taxes. They should have a Fresh Start and just get rid of it, but that's a different stuff. We won't enter that around. But it just seems everyone's looking for a fresh start. And Easter trumpets the truth. It's never too late to get a fresh start. That resurrection power is available to everyone who would come to the cross and seek forgiveness offered in Jesus Christ. Not about trying hard. We're not good enough. We could never earn our salvation. It's about plugging into God's transforming power, which is offered to all people. Age doesn't matter. Your history doesn't matter in that sense. Fresh starts are available for everyone. And scriptures provide us some amazing accounts. And there's a couple scenes I just want to zoom in just for a few minutes here. And, and, and maybe you can place yourself in these accounts. The first one is Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, the Gospel of Mark tells us, had seven demons within her. Talk about desperate, huh? In bondage. And Jesus came 
And he cast them out. And she was never the same, obviously. And she came, we're told, to minister to Jesus at the tomb. She didn't expect the tomb empty. She was still grieving. For her, all life was a Saturday at this point. But scripture tell us her conclusion was, when she came to the tomb and saw it empty, that maybe somebody took it. There's a Roman cohort, Matthew tells us there, which is about uh, what extra biblical evidence says, about 25 soldiers guarding the tomb. So the arms are pretty good. No one got away with, uh, with the body. But she had no other explanation. And so as she's outside the tomb, she begins to worry. She begins to panic. Where is he? And then she hears his voice. Oh, she'd never forget that voice. And she heard her name from the lips of her Savior, which she just saw was crucified. And this morning, you know what I really hope? I hope you hear his voice right where you're at. In the quietness of your moment, that you would hear him say to you some things that you need to hear. And in the quietness of that moment, when she heard her name, that voice that called her name was the voice of the risen Lord. And she had anxiety and fear in that moment. But it was gone at the sound of his voice. And I couldn't help but think maybe some of you here are really anxious. Maybe you come here, it's Easter, you're supposed to be here, but there's a lot of anxiety in your life because things aren't really going too well. You need to hear his voice. Because he'll give you a fresh start. Well, the scriptures point about a guy named Peter. He was a fisherman. He, he followed Jesus around and, and, uh, for three years. And uh, this guy was a hothead. Uh, put his foot in his mouth a lot. Uh, that type of thing. And, and he was a complete failure. And he would be the first to tell you. He denied Jesus three times after he just proclaimed, I'll never deny you. And he blew it big time. Well, Jesus, the resurrected Lord, says to some, uh, some women, he says, I want you to go back and tell the disciples and Peter that I've risen. I mean, how would you like to be singled out for all, all generations? Your name and Peter. Great, everyone who's going to hear this story throughout generations is going to know I blew it. And in uh, Peter's eyes, an utter failure. And I don't know about you, but it's pretty easy to look back on life and look at all your failures, your repeated failures. You know, letting their children down often can occupy much of our thoughts. We too know what it is to confess letting God down over and over, maybe the same sin. We know the sting of failure. Do you sit here this morning defeated? You failed. You're not even sure why you're here. You're like, I don't, certainly don't belong in a church or in a gathering like this. Uh, I'm glad you're here because, yeah, this is where you should be. Because the Bible is replete with failures. Just like me. Just like many of you. And it strikes me, you know what those who fail need? A fresh start. They need a fresh start. And here the risen Lord says, hey, go tell Peter. Because he's going to get a fresh start. Well then, 
There's a disciple named John. John was right at the cross. He saw the crucifixion. He saw the beating. He saw the blood. He saw people laughing at him, the soldiers playing games at the foot of the cross. He was there with Mary. Jesus even spoke to him from the cross. He said, here, take care of, mother. Take care of Mary. And he was there. And his Savior died. John knew what it was to lose someone you love. Do you? Some of you have. Some of you have lost a mom or a dad. Maybe you've lost a child. Maybe you sit here now and you're still in that grieving process. John knows what it is to grieve, to have a heavy heart. And we're told he ran to the tomb when he heard him walk. He ran. And John the Gospel wants everyone to know that he beat Peter. They had a foot race. And he, isn't that funny? I, I just love it. And, and I was there first. Just, just in case you wanted. John beat him. And John was there. And John just looked. Nobody. And he believed. I'm sure he remembered Jesus' promise multiple times. I'm going to rise from the dead. And he believed Jesus conquered death. Because you know what John needed in that moment? Seems like he needed a fresh start. Because grief can be difficult. To work through. And it's hard. It raises questions that we'd rather not think about. And oftentimes those people that we've depended on and we, we, we put so much on, when they're gone, just like John and the disciple, we don't know what to do. We know the disciples actually were in the upper room, or in an upper room together, except Thomas, because they didn't know what to do. And there they grieved. And Jesus tells us he can give you a fresh start. 1 Corinthians 15, which Jay read, tells us death will one day be removed. Those who are in Christ will be raised to life and they'll receive a new glorified body. Beautiful and powerful. That's what awaits you. Jesus is the death conqueror. And so if you grieve the loss of someone who is in Christ, grieve no more. You can grieve as one who has hope, our living hope. So we have hope in Christ. And he can give you a fresh start. Death's coming for all of us. It's the one thing we don't have an answer for. We're all going to face. Just appointed for men to die once. And we don't have an answer. But Jesus does. And the resurrection, Easter, reminds us. Death, which is the baddest weapon we should face, Jesus has conquered it. And he gives us a hope. He is indeed our living hope. And he can give you a fresh start. Then there's Thomas. John 20 tells us that when the resurrected Jesus appeared to the disciple, disciples, there was one not there. Thomas. For Thomas, every day was Saturday. He doubted what he heard. He didn't expect Jesus to show up. Frankly, some of you sit here, and if you were honest, you doubt. And there may be many reasons for that. And there's a bunch of voices around you at work who's like, oh, we don't believe God exists, or, or we, don't, we don't believe God's involved in the everyday affairs of man. And so those voices come, certainly our media around us, who is really antagonistic towards God or anybody who would talk about God, especially Christ. That doesn't help. 
Or maybe you face something, a death of a child or something traumatic, and you start to wonder, why, why, would, why would God do this? God, are you even there? I talked to a father one time, and he had lost a son. And he was deeply, as you can imagine, deeply grieved. His son was only 20, 21, something like that. As I talked to him and, and, and got to know him and some of his journey and everything, um, he kind of pulled away, which many people do. And, and I talked to him sometime later, and, and he said something like this. He said, man, I was praying, and I remember yelling at God and saying, God, do you know what it's like to lose your only son? And he broke down. And that's when he realized that Christ had come down and forgiven him of sin. That God did understand what it was like to lose his only son. You see, things change when you look in the tomb. Things change when you see the resurrected Christ. And the list goes on of people who gave, God gave a fresh start. You heard God gave Dave Savior a fresh start. And he can give you one also. Like Mary, maybe you're filled with fear and anxiety this morning. Peter, maybe you're stuck in your past failures. Maybe like John, grief is enveloping you. Maybe like Thomas, doubt's creeping in. For every wayward child, for every struggling person, struggling relationship, for every angry person, for every hypocrite, for every beaten down person, for every person who struggles with sorrow and loneliness this morning, you can have a fresh start. And there's only one reason, because Christ has risen from the dead. You can have a fresh start. That's, that's really good news. You hear his voice? Right now, in your spirit, you hear him say, I, I can give you that. John, Debbie, whatever your name is, I, I can give you that fresh start. Do you hear it? Listen to him. Hear the testimony of Dave, of the disciples, of thousands and thousands who proclaim he's risen. And when doubt begins to creep in, remember today. Remember the story, the true account of the resurrection. And because of the power of the resurrection, new starts are available. A couple years ago, I was in a doctor's office and he broke the news to City and I and said, you have cancer. Here's where it is. You need radiation, matter, you need to do chemo. We, we have to do surgery. We got to get it out of here. You need intervention, man. And that was, that was the idea. We knew that if there's no intervention, that cancer is going to grow and it's going to result in death. Something radical had to take place if I was going to make it through that. And if I could be so bold, you have a cancer too. Every single one of us. And that cancer, the Bible tells us, and experience tells us, is called sin. And if there's no intervention, you're dead. And I'm not talking physically. That will happen too. The wages of sin is death indeed. But spiritual death. Eternal separation from God. You have cancer, so do I. And if there's not radical intervention, 
The Bible says it paints the picture even bleaker. It's not just that we're spiritually separated from God, because that's worse. That's horrible. But there's a place called hell. And it's for those who choose to go there. Because to deny Christ, who's the only remedy for our cancer, is to choose eternal separation from him. I need to ask you a really important question this morning. In light of the cancer within you called sin, have you called upon Jesus Christ the only remedy? It's just like I couldn't do surgery on myself. I couldn't get the cancer out on my own. Neither can you. Oh, maybe you've done some good things. Church attendance, way to go, you're here. I love it. And maybe you've helped a lot of people and served in different ways. But that's not the radical work we need. We need to work in our heart, which gets rid of the cancer. It gives us a new heart. How does that happen? The Bible says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not faith in yourself that's misplaced. It's not faith in your good works. That ain't going to work. There's only one who came and offered the perfect sacrifice a holy God required to pay for your cancer, for your sin. There's only one, Jesus Christ. And if you wonder, what, is it really Jesus? Three days later, he rose from the dead and said, just in case you were wondering, I'm alive. And I'm the remedy. And it's only by faith in Christ. And I'm not talking about a flippant, raise your hand, yeah, we're good to go type thing. I'm talking about a radical decision that says, Jesus, I am dead without you. I have no answer for my sin. I can bring nothing to the table. But I choose to trust you and what you did on the cross for me. Because you alone are my only hope. And I'm banking it all on you. And I trust you. Forgive me. That's a radical decision. Don't take it lightly. It's a radical decision because of the price that was paid for forgiveness. And the Bible's clear. For those who call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Not just saved from sin. That's great. Not just saved from spiritual separation from God. Here's the greatest part of salvation. You've been saved for Jesus. Saved for eternity with Him. Because when you get to heaven, we'll see our loved ones in Christ, those who trust in Christ also. But you know what's going to amaze you? Jesus. The one who's the only one who can fill everything, every dream, every desire you've ever had. He'll be there. And he's there for those who place their faith in him. And I don't know what your life holds now. I don't know the challenges you'll face or I'll face. I do know this. There's an ultimate fresh start coming. For those in Christ. Make sure you're in Christ and you've placed your faith in Him. I want to do, I want to give you that opportunity now. I would not be a very kind person if I didn't give you an opportunity. 
and I want to do that right where you're at, to choose to place your faith in Christ. And so, let's bow our heads. If you sit here right now and you say, I know I've never, I've never trusted Christ for salvation. And as you sit here, you've heard his voice. Oh, there's a lot of noise going on in your head, but you've heard it. You've heard him call your name. I want to invite you to trust Christ. And this is, these are my words, but please, please make them yours. Jesus, as I sit here, I recognize you're holy. I also confess I have cancer and I'm a sinner. And I know I can't earn my way to you. But I now choose to trust by faith Jesus Christ who was the perfect sacrifice for my sin. I believe you are who you said you were. God who came in the flesh. And I now trust you as Lord and Savior. And based upon the promise of the Bible, I call upon you, and I know I'm saved. I pray this in Jesus' name.